You're listening to episode 39 of Caucus Talk, your source for culture, history, and tourism in the North Caucasus mountains of Russia. I'm your host, Andrew. And I'm Eli, and I'm breathing a sigh of relief because we are finally at an episode number that has surpassed both of our ages, Andrew. (laughs) You just... Aged yourself. <laughs> no, I didn't say which one of us was which, old it was you. man. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. We're just, yeah. So enough of that. Landmark. That's got to be like a big landmark for any podcaster. 39? No, to record more episodes than you've, than your Been age. alive. Than your age. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> awesome. First of all, uh, to all our listeners, wherever you live, happy holidays. Happy so holidays. For some, of you, for some of you, that's Merry Christmas. For others, it's Happy New Year. For some of you, it's Hanukkah. For some of you, it's Kwanzaa. And I will now like to sing for you um, a Kwanzaa <laughs> song. It goes like this. Kwanzaa, Kwanzaa, the seven days of Kwanzaa. Do, do, uh, uh, do. It goes like this. Ready to go. Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa means first. First fruit of the harvest time. Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa means first. First fruit of the harvest time. Kwanzaa. And everyone goes with me. Seven days of Kwanzaa. Drum. Drum. So that's my Kwanzaa song. You never cease to amaze me. I didn't sing that last year, did I? No. <laughs> I've heard you sing different random songs at different times, Eli. <laughs> But that was the first time I've heard that one. That is uh, one of my Kwanzaa songs. So for those (laughs) celebrating Kwanzaa, happy Kwanzaa. It's a large population. uh, A large percentage of our caucus talk. uh, Our Kwanzaa. You never know. There's also Boxing Day. (laughs) Celebrated in Canada. Okay. All right. There's, I mean, there's a lot. We got some Canadian listeners. I don't shout have a song to, for Boxing Day. <laughs> shout out shout out to Neil and Tbilisi, our Canadian listener. Oh, yeah. sweet. Yes. Yeah. Um, man, so anyways, we made it to the end of 2018. Amazing. And, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so, hey, Eli, I have a really cool, really recent, like, this week it happened, field notes for you. <laughs> you 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 will be proud. You will be I, beaming with pride when you listen to this. I love your field notes, Andrew, because um they're just they're just so real and raw. I love it. <laughs> so, listeners, we uh inspired by the World Cup this summer that Russia hosted, um we went on a and by we I mean me went on a <laughs> research tear uh, learning about uh, soccer or football in Russia and the North Caucasus. And one of our um, nuggets that we mined was that there are two Russian Premier League football teams, soccer teams, here in the right. North Caucasus. Right. Um, Eli, do you remember which teams they are? All I remember are the American football teams that are in, in the region. Stavropol Stones. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, that would be negative. I did not retain yeah. that. Nuge so, of information. In Dagestan, there is Anji Mahachkala. They're mm, in the Russian Anji. Premier League, the top mm, league. Yes. And then in Chechnya is Akhmat Grozny. Oh, yeah. Uh, historically, it was Tarek Grozny. Uh, well, and then, I am um, not going to forget those this time. Yeah. So, and then historically, uh, Spartak Vladikavkaz and Spartak Nalchik were also uh, in the Premier League, uh, not this year. but uh, So I attended my first ever Russian Premier League soccer match. It was, let's see. It's about De- time. I know. It was December 10th, so just a couple of days ago. We're recording this mid-December. Um, but it was awesome. It was really fun. And um, I was in Chechnya uh, with with some friends. How um, how many how many fans were there? Like how full was the stadium? So in my recording, I said fifteen to twenty thousand. I pr- I bet it was closer to I bet it was closer to ten that night. Mm-hmm. It was pretty cold and last match of the season. Um, but let's just play this clip All right. and uh, kind of give you a feel for what it was like. All right, so Andrew here. We are at in Grozny, Chechnya. 
at Akhmat Arena. We're watching a Russian Premier League match between Akhmat Grozny and uh, Tula Arsenal, which is a city in northern Russia near Moscow. Uh, it's a cold December night uh, around probably zero Celsius. And um, the stadium's probably half full, probably around maybe fifteen to 20,000 people here. But uh, right as we were walking into the stadium, uh, Akhmat Grozny scored. It was awesome. Place was going nuts. Uh, of course, the, the goal celebration goal was the Les Ginka uh, reverberating through the stadium. But it's cool. Here in the Caucasus, there is a uh, Russian Premier League soccer, stadium, soccer team, football team, uh, first-class stadium, uh, fun atmosphere. So... Yeah, we've got it all here in the North Caucasus. Yeah, so uh, short but sweet, right? Sweet. It's sweet. Yeah, yeah. nice and job. Then, uh, I don't know how many of you listeners listen to the very end of our podcast, but listen to the end of this one because we're going to send you into the new year. You heard with, about nuggets? With a recording from the Grozny Akhmat soccer match. That is the way to round out the year. Yeah, it's it's a good one. All right, our gift to you. Well, good job, Andrew. So, speaking uh, of Chechens, yes, this episode is about the Armenians. (laughs) That was a really (laughs) elegant transition. (laughs) Now, wait a minute. I call foul because Armenia is not in the North Caucasus. It's true. It's not. Explain yourself. Some have called Pitigorsk, where we live, Little Armenia. And that is the answer. <laughs> um, no, uh, you're right, Eli. Uh, Armenia and Georgia and Azerbaijan are in the South Caucasus, not in R- Russia proper, but they are a part of the greater Caucasus region. That's for sure. Um, and so, the, like Andrew said, the Armenian, uh, in terms of, a, of uh, like main actors, like there are a ton of them in in Pitygorsk, at least, and throughout yeah. the Caucasus. So and they're here. That's right. They, they are here. And um, Eli, we are not going to let modern-day borders define who and what the Caucasus is for us, okay? Well, that, that, to me, sounds really Caucasus, Andrew. <laughs> and that is probably going to get our podcast shut down. Way to go. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be uh, scrubbing that from the... Uh, <laughs> From no, the release. No, we didn't say that. No. Uh, have at have at us. No, yeah. So that's right. They're our friends, and we want to give, uh, yeah, like g- give voice to, uh, to our Armenian neighbors and friends here. That's right. Yeah, so uh, without further ado, let's hear from the Armenians. Eli, I am really excited today. For- that is so surprising to hear, Andrew. <laughs> I've never, I've never known you to be so excited. Well, tell me what what you're what you're excited about this time. We have an all female line of guests today. That's true for this episode. Excellent. Welcome, Angelina and Christina. Woo! <laughs> Hi. Hello. Yeah. So this is great. We've got youth in the room. We've got all ladies. Hey, and what are you saying? I mean, I'm not a lady, but what youth? Come they, on. they brought the age average down from our our, our well, graying beards and. And hair. Yeah, but we've got, I mean, university students, but really the best part about Angelina and Christina being here is it's 100% Armenian. I'm just, I mean, this room is filled up with like the Armenian aura right now. I feel it. Yeah, you feel it in the atmosphere. <laughs> sure. Can you feel that, listeners? Is that possible? Coming through the radio waves. <laughs> okay, so Angelina, Christina, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, don't be shy. Uh, So tell our listeners a little about yourselves. Um, How old are you? Who are you? um, And what are you doing right now in life? I'll start. Okay, my name is Angelina. I was born in Patigorsk, and I'm 21 years old. Um, I work as a teacher. Yeah. Uh, I teach preschoolers, and I I love it so much. You teach, like, biology and chemistry? No. Or, oh, I teach English. There we go. Yeah. Okay. Because, uh, you know, all those biology and chemistry preschool classes. You got to start them young. <laughs> yeah. Are your kids taking biology and chemistry? 
<laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, and so uh, the main thing about me that I am an Armenian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I am. Armenian. It's the main thing about all Armenians is yeah. that they're Armenian. We love that. Would you have said that if it weren't for this interview? I mean, do you feel like the main thing about you is that you're Armenian? <laughs> yes. All right. That's great. <laughs> Ooh. Good guests. We Eli just backed away from his mic a little. Came back at him there. Right. Yeah. No, it was cool. the Armenian aura. And so you're you're a fourth year about to graduate from university, yeah. correct? Yeah. Oh, congratulations. Awesome. You're about to leap off the proverbial cliff. Um, Into the vast unknown. The vast unknown of post What do you think you'll do after graduation? I have no yep. idea. Yep. Yeah. All right. What if you opened a biology and chemistry preschool <laughs> for children in Pitigorsk? English a, language. Yeah, that's an awesome idea. I will think about okay. it. Thank you. We've got lots of good ideas here. <laughs> so kind to him. Okay, so anyways, Angelina, nice to meet you. Christina, tell us a little about yourself. Um, hello, everybody. I'm Christina. Um, I'm 21 years old. I'm also Armenian, and I'm proud of it. All right. <laughs> um, what else? What else is mine? You're, you're <laughs> also me? you're in university as well. Yeah, fourth fourth year. And what are you studying in university? Public relations. Public relations. Yeah. We actually probably could use your help <laughs> for our podcast. <laughs> Smooth some things over. No, it's good. Talk, okay, talk so you guys are both from Pitigorsk, the city yeah, we live in. Yeah. Right. Okay, and uh, this is actually really fitting, listeners. We're, so today we're f- we're featuring Angelina and Christina. Um, this is about the Armenian people uh, in their own words, and Pitigorsk has lots of Armenians in this city. Um, Do you know statistically are there more Armenians than Russians in Pitigorsk? Russians more more Russians. Russians. Yeah, yeah. I feel it doesn't feel that. This isn't yeah. yeah, This isn't (laughs) statistical, but it feels to me like there's more Armenians than Russians. Okay, good. But there's got to be close. I mean, next to Russians is definitely Armenians. Definitely Armenians. (laughs) It's true. Yeah. So uh, we're gonna elaborate on this why it feels that way, Um, but. So actually, can you just explain to us? Let's start with that question. Good idea. Why are there so many Armenians in Pitigorsk? Because <laughs> so Armenia is pretty far from here. Armenia is in the South Caucasus. Pitigorsk is at the top of the North Caucasus. Uh, why are there so many people from Armenia here? You start. I think you start. It's a long story. Let's work yeah. work it out together. Yeah. Why don't you start? Okay. I guess there are so many Armenians because of Armenian genocide. Okay. Mm. And um, and just of- yeah, f- fill that out just for a second so our listeners know what exactly you're talking about. Like when was it and where was it? Uh, there was in a one thousand. No, in 1915. 1915. Yeah, 1915. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. In, to- in Turkey. In yeah. Turkey. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So that was the main point for Armenians to start moving. Yeah. All over the world. Yeah. Why were there so? It's in Turkey. Why were there so many Armenians in Turkey? Because um, they live to like like they yeah, live close, together. Close. They yeah. live close. Yeah. Armenia touches Turkey. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Was it? Was it? Was there not a, a clear border back then? Was it all connected, or was there a border? Just Board. a lot of there Armenians. There was a border, but, but uh, they live. Uh, they lived friendly. Yeah. Like they live yeah. as a fr- as a friends. Yeah. But something happened, and yeah. because I think it connected uh, with uh, political stuff. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, in that, listeners, in case you're not familiar with that, that was in 1915. They, I mean, it's the term is the Armenian Genocide. Unless you are certain parties in Turkey. Yeah, not not every most <laughs> most countries in the world like. There goes our Turkey that, listenership. Andrew. I know, I know. But actually, uh, America and Russia agree that on this. So I'm actually encouraged by that. But yeah, so Armenians basically fled Turkey. Many, many died in this time. I think yeah. over a million Armenians died More in this time, they say. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then they fled basically all over the world. Yes. Um, so like... I think uh, what I've heard is maybe Armenians have the biggest diaspora of people around the world, maybe than any other country. Like they, they live everywhere except yes. Armenia. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They live in French. Uh, there is a big, yes, huge diaspora in French and Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah, of course, Los Angeles. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've heard Ar- Argentina, Buenos Aires yes, has yes, yes, many yes. Armenians. So, were you 
You were born here in Russia, is that correct? Yeah, yeah. right. What about your parents? Were they born here? No. Uh, our parents were born in Baku, okay. Azerbaijan. Yeah. yeah. And they moved here uh, after this Karabakh conflict. Okay. How do you spell Karabakh? Is it like it sounds? In yeah. Russian like or it, like in it, like English? It sounds. K-A-R-A-B-A-K-H. Ah, H. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, Karabakh. Karabakh. Yeah, so I'm assuming most of our listeners are not familiar with the Karabakh conflict. Can you just explain that a little bit? What happened and when was it? Um, it was in 19th, I guess. Yes. I don't remember exactly. In, in the 90s? No, in, in 80s. In 80s, 80s. 80s. Yes. 1980s, yeah. In 80s. And um, they were fighting for the territory. The territory. Yeah. Um, this territory call, calls um, Nagorny Karabakh yeah. in Russian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, unfortunately, that's the main thing they're argue, they're arguing now mm-hmm. over that they land. Still, yeah, they're yeah. still arguing uh, over the that land. So, because yeah. of that conflict, your yeah. Armenian parents who lived in Azerbaijan had yeah. to flee. Had to flee. Yeah. Do you know why they chose Pitigorsk? Others what? Do you know why your parents chose to come to Pitigorsk? Mm, no. Yeah, I know, because they had uh, many relatives in Pitigorsk. <laughs> many relatives, too. like uh-huh. Los Angeles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Do you have relatives in Los Angeles, either of you? No. Oh, I no. have relatives in Atlanta. In <laughs> Iceland? Oh, wow. Yeah. Have you been there? <laughs> no. It's, I wish I had relatives there. <laughs> it's actually very green. Yeah. But Greenland is very icy. <gasps> yeah. So, this, I think it's in English, it's called a frozen conflict. About oh, the Karabakh Kar- territory. 1988. Yeah. But yeah, it's basically still to this day, there sometimes has been fighting, I think, and like yeah. some unrest. Frozen meaning it's unresolved, but there's not active fighting? Yeah. Or there's a, no, a sporadic fighting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I guess it was uh, maybe one or two years ago. Two years ago, I guess. I, I, there was a, a I, don't I don't know, little war. It was like four days and many yeah. Azerbaijani people and Armenian people died there. Wow. Just for for nothing. Because wow. like, it's still Karabakh, it's still not Armenian, it's still not Azerbaijan, not but people died there. So it's like a neutral zone right now or an yeah. empty zone yes. anyway? It's like it's not disputed. empty. Armenians live there, uh-huh. but it's like a Karabakh Republic, not yeah. Armenian. Wow. Yeah, if you, so if you look at a map, if you look that up, listeners... Uh, if you look at Azerbaijan, Armenia is like to the northwest of Azerbaijan. But inside of Azerbaijan is this piece of land called Karabakh, like on the western end. But that used to be Armenian land. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. And we so, call it Artsakh. Artsakh. So today, even though that land is kind of bordered within Azerbaijan, it's all Armenians live there, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, all yeah, Armenians. yeah. Okay. And Russians, I guess, too, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, and that I've I've learned that a lot about that living here in Pitigorsk. Many of the Armenians I've met here, their families did flee here after mm-hmm. that conflict mm-hmm. um, from Baku. And by the way, many Azerbaijan people they helped uh, Armenian there. Wow. Yeah, they helped them to hide from other Azerbaijan people. Yeah, yeah. Right, I'm going to ask a raw question. Um, and actually, I'm, I'm going to make a note before I ask my question, which is for our listeners. I I think it's really important. As we say redundantly, our, our goal with this podcast is to emphasize only positive things about yeah. the North Caucasus. Yeah. Um, and I think we do that, but we don't do that by ignoring or hiding history or difficult realities. Yeah. Uh, you know, It doesn't help, I think, to, to ignore difficulties, but it's important how we deal with them, how we talk about them, giving people the respect to stand where they stand on the issues yeah. um, without kind of whitewashing everything. So... Um, I'm just interested for you guys, and maybe you don't you don't have to answer this if you don't want to. Um, is it ever difficult relating to to Azerbaijanis for you as Armenians because of the Karabakh conflict? Mm. Mm, it depends, but for me, uh, I try uh, to respect them. I mean, I not I not I'm not try. I respect them because mm-hmm. yeah. uh, I think that that was many years ago mm-hmm. and. That that's because of the politics stuff, yeah. and I know that there there were a lot of people who were helping our mm-hmm. parents, uh, and I have a like I have a story. Uh, my uh, my parents they were hide hided by mm-hmm. Azerbaijan's yeah. uh, 
of course they didn't have they didn't have like a huge apartment uh, with the different kinds of food and so on uh, but they had a chance uh, to live mm-hmm. like they had a right. chance to to run oh. from this conflict okay and i'm very thankful yeah, yeah. for that yeah, yeah. true And as for me, uh, my parents still have uh, Azerbaijan friends. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, they talk to each other. Also, I have, and even about um, Turk, uh, Turkish, uh, oh, Armenian, yeah, yeah Armenian and genocide. Turkey. We still have a friend. Uh, she's Turkish. Yeah, but we are friends. Yeah. So you know, I think that wow. underlines one of the big goals of our podcast, which is um, when you get personal with people, yes. often. Um, a lot of stereotypes or even, you know, kind of national or ethnic conflicts can be at least put on hold, if yeah. not re- between people put set aside. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that the generation after those who experience the conflict can do a lot to yeah. change the attitude about it. How you, you know, how you go forward with it can really affect, can affect how it goes. So uh, would you guys say, so for your parents... They were were they born in Azerbaijan? Yeah. Your parents. Mm-hmm. So, what is your parents' native language? Like, what were they speaking in their home growing up with their parents, with your grandparents? Um, I think that was Armenian language. Okay, Armenian and Azerbaijan, because uh, my parents still speak uh, Armenian language and yeah. Azerbaijan. Wow. Really? Yeah, and my well, grandparents yeah. and my grandparents too. Yeah, and just to put it on the map, how similar or different are the languages of Azerbaijani and Armenian. Very t- different. Very yeah. different. And yeah, what yeah. like what language groups do they belong to? Armenian. Armenian language doesn't belong to any groups oh, of language. The Caucasus strikes again. That's awesome. Yeah. That's true for so many it's, languages. It's, uh, there's no like related language at but, all to it. But no. um, I don't know how to say. Science says that to Indo-European languages. Ah, okay. okay. Yeah. Right. Armenians. Deep, 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 long, long, long. Yeah. What do Armenians yeah. say? Armenians. What does my <laughs> Armenian taxi driver friend say? That's what I want to know. Uh, Ar- Armenians say like um, that our language doesn't belong to any. Yeah, unique. <laughs> yeah, truly language. unique. Uh-huh. Our language is unique. That's true. You know, um, there is a like. Alphabet. Uh, alphabet, yeah. Uh, the Armenian alphabet, uh, the, every uh, letter. letter in Armenian alphabet um, means, means the name, the of, name God. of God. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Now, how does that work? Uh, for example, letter A, that means um, like... Uh, I don't know how to uh, say yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's Can you hard say it word. in Armenian? Uh, uh, no. Maybe sushi is Jehovah, not... Jeho- not uh-huh. Like sushi. sushi. Yeah, like in sushi. Like, all like existing, maybe. Jehovah. No, existing. No, no, no. Existing, like yeah. something like yes, that. Yes, yes. Uh, okay, so the the word sushi does not mean like rice with raw fish on the inside. That's a Russian yeah. word, sushi. Yeah. Sushi, yeah. and it means... It's like existing. Existing. Yeah. 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 It's like, like, so every letter, it's like um, the name of God. Yeah, healer, for example. Wow, and, I've never heard that. Yeah, because um, awesome. there, there was a one Armenian saint, uh, Mr. Opmashtots, huh. uh, and he created the alphabet to, uh, to translate, translate gospel the, yeah. for Armenians. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. We need to... Uh, find this for our sh- not just for our show notes definitely for our show notes but I want to re- I've never heard this I want to read about this that doesn't mean he doesn't believe you trust me <laughs> no it's really interesting yeah uh, no you It hear is. we've talked on the podcast about how every Caucasus nationality tells you like crazy stories about how great there is <laughs> but that is really really interesting you know uh, so I want to hear you wouldn't just be making something like that up <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah can we just hear a little Armenian Can you can you say like? Can you recite a poem or like? Yeah, do you have a poem or 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 song lyrics that you can just say? You don't have to sing. Maybe something you memorized See, as a I kid. I can tell from your faces you know them, and you don't <laughs> you don't I, want to. Uh, I don't. I don't. I, I'm just too shy. No, no, you're yeah. not too shy because you are no. on caucus talk. It okay. is your source. All right. So we just want to hear it. Here, I'll close my eyes. No pressure. Okay. What? Do you know? Do you know some some of the poems? Do you know? Shame on us, but we we speak English, but we don't speak Armenian. Uh, And shame on us, because I know, like, uh, people who will listen to this broadcast, uh, they, like... 
maybe there will be Americans and uh, almost every Americans they speak like Armenian, like Armenian yeah. who oh, live the ones in America. Yeah. Yeah. But in Russia, many Armenian they don't speak Armenians Armenian. in Los Angeles are wincing right now. <laughs> so we're gonna ask our Armenian American or diaspora <laughs> listeners to be kind, yes, to be understanding. Sorry. You can yeah. send us no, but anything, even even just. Uh, a few lines. Yeah. Okay. My my favorite expression is yes, remember kiss. Uh-huh. Uh I love you. <laughs> That's the most, yeah, the most yes, remember kiss. Yes, remember kiss. Yeah. Yes, remember kiss. And yeah. there is one interesting phrase um, in Armenian. It's tsavatanem. Uh, uh-huh. So it means uh, like um, may your pain to be mine oh, wow. and we yeah. tell it uh, to the person who we love for example I say Tsavutanam Angelina and I just continue sentences yeah so when we love somebody we say just Tsavutan Tsavutanam let your that, pain be mine doesn't, doesn't that encapsulate love huh. may your pain be mine that's yeah. Yeah. yeah but uh, like adults and grandparents they don't like uh, when young people say that because yeah. that's a huge that, that that means a lot right Yeah. you need to they feel, don't feel I don't want you saying it to your boyfriend. Like, you don't yeah. know what love is. You're too young. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. I agree. It's interesting. Uh, so I'm from North Carolina in America. Our mechanic that would fix our car, he, he and his wife are Armenian. They were probably uh, around 50. And they had a, I remember we became good friends because we were always taking our cars to get fixed. But they had a 14-year-old daughter. Uh, who they would only speak Armenian with her, mm-hmm. but yeah. she would only speak English back. Yeah. Oh. And it was so, it was really sad for them. But like, it's the same concept of when, once you're a couple generations removed from your own yeah. country, it's yeah. really hard to preserve the language. It really, um, when you're outside, yeah, when you're yeah. outside of that. Yeah. That's why we understand Armenian, but uh-huh. we don't speak. For example, if our parents uh, tell something to us, we just understand, but we reply like in Russian. Okay. Yeah. So, I think you have a really unique perspective. So your your families, it's been several generations since your families lived in Armenia, correct? When was the last generation that lived in Armenia? In Armenia. Uh, Maybe th- great-grandparents? Yeah, or, I think so. Or no, great-great-grandparents? No, no. My Even farther back. They lived in the... Karabakh. Okay. But maybe yeah, there was yeah, there yeah. was in Armenia, yeah, so that's they lived right. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Borders mm-hmm. change. Yeah. So... Uh, you grew. You were born in Russia. You yeah. speak a little Armenian, but not many. Yeah. But you still are very proud to be Armenian. That's so, true. explain to our listeners what is it that makes Armenians unique, other than the alphabet and uh, the different letters and the uniqueness of the language. Like, why are you proud to be Armenian? Like, help our listeners understand what's unique among Kafkas, Caucasus peoples about Armenians. Yeah, my personal opinion that every person um, has their own culture, and that's so great to remember about that. Remember about uh, traditions, uh, about mm. food, yes. <laughs> about about faith. Yeah. Um, about uh, like, because Armenian people they went through a lot mm. to keep uh, their like to keep faith. their Armenian people alive as a nation. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think that we we need we need to I we have to respect it. Yeah. We have to respect it. and wow. We have to remember it. It's much um, suffering people yeah. like Armenian nation. Yeah, Andrew, I think we're getting a preview of lectures to children in years to come. I think we're hearing yes. what these girls should they have their own children someday? We'll be saying to their kids, "We have to remember." Yeah, <laughs> I can just see it. No, it's, it's awesome. really wonderful yeah. to, to behold. And I think that a, that's a God bless blessing for us that mm. we can keep um, this rem- this memory alive. Wow. Mm-hmm. So what is, name three unique cultural features, specific Specific. features, not just language or food, but which dish or dress or music or instruments. And not, yeah, and piggybacking on that, you said keep the memory alive, but yeah, what are things today that really are actively, you're keeping alive, like you said, three things, not just the memory, you're doing it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Arena and dance. Ah, uh, the, we have a lot of dancers. Yes. Uh, Kocheri 
Irkos kočerį, atsak, šalaho. Yes. Šalaho, that was the one I was learning in my dance class. Yeah. And food, about food, um, we have this doma thing. thing. I've had doma, I yeah. like doma. Other Caucasus nations would say it is like food because Dolma, um, like Georgian people do this, like Azerbaijan people do this, oh, yeah. and we do it yeah. too. So. But yours is different. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, <laughs> no, I I think, think it, it's different. <laughs> I think so. I think is Armenian Dolma the best Dolma? That's what we're asking. <laughs> <laughs> No, well, actually, Azerbaijan dolma is very yeah, delicious, yeah, too. Delicious yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, and Good my parents, you. my parents cook. No, Azerbaijan dolma. Yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, with uh, um, um, vegetables. So what like, is inside it? Dolma? The, like yeah. Yeah, um, Armenian not okay. Caucasus dolma. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's with uh, g- grape leaves. Grape leaves. Right. Yeah, grape grape leaves and meat. And Azerbaijan dolma, uh, it's with with vegetables. Mm-hmm. Inside like, the grape inside, leaves. Inside. Uh, no, no, no. Um, inside the vegetables, you put the meat. So, uh-huh. for example, inside the eggplant. You uh, hollow it and, out, and then you put yeah, the meat inside, and then yeah. you bake it. Uh, you, you, no, you not bake it. You. Boil? Like boil? Yes. yes. Yeah. You boil them. Yes. Christina boil just it. did a boiling, boiling motion. <laughs> yeah. You didn't see that. I just you did a salivating it. motion. But then the, the grape leaves wrap around the outside, or does it just sit on the grape leaves? Uh, no, gra- grape inside. leaves is different. different. You Leaf- put grape leaves, yeah. you put, do you put rice in your dolma? Yes, yes. Meat, and rice, then you roll it up you in roll a little, it, yes, yeah. right. like a little taco. It's like an <laughs> Armenian, yeah, it's like it's like an Armenian burrito, but grape leaves. Two long. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of tangy because of the grape leaves and Yeah. It's good. Can I ask about Armenian dance? Yeah. So, yes, go ahead. What would you like to know, Andrew? Uh, I'm not going to timestamp this podcast like I always do. But yesterday, um <laughs> not going to say when, it was in 2018. Uh Eli and I went to a concert yesterday and there were all these national Caucasus dances that were done. Mm-hmm. And generally in the Caucasus, most Everybody does some form of the Lesginka. It's the National Caucasus mm-hmm. dance. But the Armenian dance no. is very different from yes, the Lesginka. It is. It, it is very different. You, you've got the, that right. The best I can describe it, I'm, you might, might be off here, Eli, so help me. But it seems a lot more like Greek to me, like kind of festive, yeah. upbeat. Mm-hmm. And I was, every time I see Armenian dance, I get really fired up. Like it's exciting. So what, why is, here we go. This is from the concert, right? <laughs> Yes, it is. Do you know the song? Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. But so, I don't yeah, know the song. It's a little more like upbeat, festive, and the guys and girls are like all doing the same motions together. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah. It is. We can feel it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's just have an Armenian dance party right now. So wh- why is Armenian <laughs> dance so different from the rest of the Caucasus? From Lesginka, yeah, exactly. which is much more stoic and kind of serious. Not serious even, but yeah. It's very even cool. like Georgians and Azerbaijanis, Azerbaijanis mm-hmm. they're in the South Caucasus, mm-hmm. but they have their form of Lesginka. But Armenian is probably the most different kind of dance I've seen mm-hmm. in the Caucasus. So what makes it so different? Or why is it different? Oh, I don't even know why. Yeah, I don't know. But we, it's a hard question. Yeah, yeah it's a hard question. Yeah. Uh, I, ju- I just I, knew that we don't we didn't have it, but I just never questioned myself like why we don't we didn't have now it. You, you mentioned to me earlier, Christina, Armenians actually aren't really Caucasus people. Yeah, They're more yeah. like Assyrian. Close uh, to Assyrian, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. We are like more uh, Indo-European nation, yeah. not Caucasus. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I wonder I if maybe why. that has something to do with it, yeah, like the origins maybe. of the people. Mm-hmm. Huh, came from a different part of the world. Very and one time I talked to um, uh, his dancer, like teacher, uh-huh. uh, and he teach people to dance um, Caucasus kind of dances. Yeah. So he said like um, in, Armenian, in Armenian dance, uh, there is just uh, love, strategy and war. Wow. Yeah, yeah. war, war. Yes, because we have huh. uh, the dance. In the like dance? This. The, like those are three kinds of dances, or those are expressed in the dances? Yeah, expressed in like yeah, love, like strategy, and, and war. war. That's what you can see in our dances. Right. Wow. I have to share a little bit here because 
for the last few weeks in my dance class, which is learning Caucasus dances mm-hmm. of different styles. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've done Chechen, we've done Kabardine, and and we've done we did Armenian recently, mm-hmm. and it was like you said, Andrew, totally different. Yeah. It was like yes, it was much more um, lilting and a lot more hopping and. Yeah. I would never have guessed war. I, I, I feel like I'm at like a wedding and kind of right. – but yeah. yesterday at that show when they picked up the pace and the tempo, one of the guys yelled. Yeah. Like, yes. Rah! Yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And it like made my hair stand up because yeah. it was – it really fit it. I mean it, it, yeah, it switched. Yeah, yeah. I could see how it was like a really powerful dance even though hmm. I couldn't have replicated that in my class. Yes. Yeah, there is a special dance. Yeah. Uh, it calls Yarkushta, and they when we when they dance, um, like they their expressions like like they're warriors. Yeah. Like they're yeah. yeah, and fighters. they clap like very very loud. They clap and they yeah. like um, mm. shoot guns. Yeah, in the shoot air? guns in the in the air. Yeah. <laughs> So maybe this. our dance is like maybe like a history of Armenia, like wow. love, tragedy, uh, and, yeah, and, and war. war. Yeah, because because of the um, religion, religious con- conflicts, uh, yeah. they they had Armenians had to uh, protect their yeah, faith. Yeah, all the time because uh, this country, um, I don't know, uh, inside it's landlocked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And all like Muslim countries are yeah uh-huh. around. Yeah. That's why they were always Conflict fighting, for yeah, the land. fighting for their faith. That really is a fascinating um, picture. That, like you mentioned, the dance almost explains the history of Definitely. the people. But even you know, even it describes the culture of the people. That dance can actually kind of like film. We've talked about how film and movies like it's its own language. Uh, but like how dance can portray the the culture of the people. When I think long ago, or long ago, but in a episode last year when I was talking about Caucasus music, one of my observations is this is probably true for a lot of folk arts, but they are both um, the arts are the containers. They're kind of they they contain the history, mm-hmm. um, which I think in the West. In the U.S. especially, we don't feel that as much. Right. Like maybe we would want to learn about the history of the Civil War or something in the U.S. And you would find a song and put the lyrics in a textbook and that's where you would access it right. in a class reading about mm-hmm. it. And maybe, oh, these lyrics tell you about this. But in I think cultures that are um, more kind of um, monolithic or, or – um, homogenous, like mm-hmm. a single culture, mm-hmm. like Armenians. That's where you learn and experience the history. Is the dance? You don't then go talk about it. You just yeah. go wow. to the dance. Yes. You just sing the songs, yeah. and, and thus right. you're rehearsing kind of who you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Man, we. So I want to say this. Uh, this concert we went to yesterday. It's at the local linguistic university. That's where uh, I studied Russian with my wife a couple of years. Eli's finishing up his studies there, and every year they have it's called the Day of Nationalities mm-hmm. concert, where every different nationality represented. Most of the they're mainly Caucasus nationalities, but they'll perform a dance for the whole university. And every year there's always a small group of Americans who are studying at the <laughs> university, and we'll discuss: Should we do an American dance this year? And I basically every year I've my conclusion has been that would be fun, but it would not be appropriate because in America, like these dance contests, because dance is huge in America, mm-hmm. especially right now, but it's a lot more about like who does the best moves, mm-hmm. like choreography, and there's not as much meaning, like deep felt there's not meaning. As, there's not as much meaning, you know? Simple. And so, like, but when you Most watch. I mean, really, all the Caucasus peoples, when you watch the dances, especially hearing you guys share, like, there's so much in each movement, like what it means. Mm -hmm. It's even like reflecting history. And we just don't really have that, I feel like, in America. Am I misspeaking? I don't think you're misspeaking. I think overall that's true. And I think there are small segments of of dance in the U.S. um, that do carry a lot of of storytelling from parts of our past. Particularly in different ethnic groups, right? Um, but we just because of you know our, our uh, heterogeneity, how how kind of mixed we are. Yeah. There isn't a single right. a single yeah. national right. dance, which is part yeah. of our characteristic. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So, can yeah. I go to this question six about 
religion? Yeah. So you've mentioned this several times about your faith. So um, I know that Armenians generally take pride that Armenia was one of the first countries to adopt. Yeah. We're the first. I've, I've been told we were the first nation, nation, first Christian nation, Armenia. Right, in around AD 300. Yeah. So can you tell us first a little bit what yeah. you know about the history of that? And, and then I have a follow-up question. Okay. And I just want to say that Armenian is not the first nation like Christian. Because ah. first yeah. nation is Jewish <laughs> who were Christians, like apostles. Oh, wow. So, yeah. yeah. We just brought some more controversy in, yeah. into this podcast. But <laughs> the first country who adopted, like, like a... I don't know how to say state religion. On a state, right. yeah. state, state level. level. Yeah. yeah, this is Armenia. Okay, so you're uh, saying earliest believers in Christianity yeah. were themselves Jewish ethnically, yeah, right. but as a as a, as a state, state, as a nation, yeah. they didn't it didn't become a Christian nation. Obviously, yeah, correct. So Armenia was the first one. How that happened? Yeah, when was that? And can you? Ex- I'm sure very few people know much about the history of this. Yeah. How how did Armenia hear hear about Christianity and? Uh, Armenia heard about Christianity from Apostle Fama. I don't know. Thomas. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Thomas. Wow. Yeah. And Bartholomew. Bartholomew. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, they were, mm, how to say that? Uh, they were killed there. Hmm. Yeah. Because Armenians uh, were, how to say that? Uh, oh, pagans. Pagans. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So they killed them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was another like uh, apostle, not just uh, from 12 apostles, tw- yeah. another um, Georgi. Yeah. George. 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 Yeah. 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 And he um, just baptized all Armenia. But huh. there wasn't some, I don't know, people wanted to baptize. Uh-huh. Uh, yes, yeah, so... So something had happened between yeah. Timothy and Bartholomew Yes, and yes. When um, Thomas came to uh, Armenia, there was the... Um, how to say that? They, they weren't uh, prepared mm-hmm. to accept right. uh, Christianity. Yeah. But after them, so they uh, adopted Christianity yeah. with... Yeah, because the good news were uh, spread, um, and uh, I think people they felt uh, they they need to change something, mm-hmm. um, and mm-hmm. they accepted. So, well, is it currently a state religion? Is it officially yeah. the state religion is Christianity, or is there a separation of government of state and religion? I know in Russia it is a separation, but uh, I'm not sure about I'm Armenia. Sure. Maybe yeah. yes, maybe know. not. Maybe I don't not. know. Yeah. Okay. But that's true that we are very proud of the, of that. Like yeah, yeah. yeah. And I know uh, uh, there is one Armenian saint, and he said like that Christianity is not our clothes which we uh, can change can change, uh, but this is our skin which we cannot remove. Wow. Yeah. That's a good picture. So um, I think this leads to my follow-up question. Um, I have a follow-up to your (laughs) (laughs) follow-up. Echo your echo, my echo. Um, In your opinion, I know you guys are Armenian ethnically, but Russian. Yes. Culturally. culturally, So you may not be able to answer this, but, um, you know, uh, when... Many countries have long histories of, of accepting religions at the state level. Mm-hmm. And over time, though, there tends to be a spectrum or a range of, of kind of how people relate to the, the official religion. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe on one end, there's extreme nominalism where they might take the name Christianity. But if you ask them, they may not even personally believe in God. It's very much just a cultural identity mm-hmm. with a lot of, you know, a lot of cultural practice. And then up the spectrum on the other end, you may have people who not only accept it as their kind of ethnic and national identity, but it's deeply personal and they would cons- consider themselves um, strong believers. And then you have you know, people in between, some people who maybe you know, believe some of it and yeah. believe in God yeah. and do some of the celebrations. Mm-hmm. And, uh, do you have a, a perspective on, on how – I mean 300 AD was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. So today yeah. do you have a sense of – where, in your view, where do you think most Armenians fall on the spectrum in terms of their relationship to yeah. Christianity as their faith? 
Yeah, like is it more clothes or is it more skin if you're talking about all? That yeah. was like a two-second way of asking my question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think many uh, Armenians, they think like it is our skin, but um, skin in a way like um, they are very patriotic, you know? Ah, okay. So if if they betray this faith, maybe they, um, many people don't know about Jesus, uh, so uh, the the point of Christianity, but they will, I don't know, they will maybe hate this person who will betray uh, uh, our faith, but maybe they are not even believers. Uh-huh. So, so other Armenians, if someone left the faith of Christianity proper, then other Armenians would... Re- potentially resent them, not because they themselves are strong believers, but just because yeah. it's a it's yeah. a group betrayal. Yeah. Sure. And you said uh, you said something about uh, nominali- nominalism, right? And I think uh, on on one hand, um, it's not so bad uh, mm-hmm. to have this because all Armenians have the strong feelings uh, that God does exist. Mm-hmm. Like, because for example, in in our childhood. I can't even think that God doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. I can't even think about that. And in our school, uh, like all, all of all of my group classmates, classmates. they were believers. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they believe. This they is here in, in Pitygorsk. Yeah. Yeah, 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 they yeah. believed in God. So, and we uh, we didn't like to joke about that yeah. about this about God. I think it's just in the Caucasus. Yeah, even um, like Muslim people here, oh, yeah. they like. They believe like there is a God because maybe respect. maybe yeah. in Moscow, in other side in Russia, that's not so. But uh, it's like in the blood of Caucasus people, like hmm. Armenian, Georgian, Greece, like uh, the like God exists. Huh. Yeah. Maybe we have the different view on God, yeah. but, but there's a fundamental God, real belief yes. that people yeah. tend to care. I definitely. We just, yeah, we just moved from clothes to skin. Then you said blood. It's in our blood, <laughs> yeah, you know. Like right. I think it's actually. Thanks for saying that. Like. In the Caucasus, it is a little different, you know, like, and not just you're saying like as Armenian Christians, but like, you're right. Like for most of Caucasus peoples hold to the Muslim faith, but it's very deeply ingrained, a high respect for God as well, you know. Um, Wow. That's a really good point. And that's interesting too, because, you know, the Caucasus does cover a wide spectrum of Armenian Christians or, you know, uh, we recently interviewed uh, Kabardine Muslims, mm-hmm. uh, but there's still in the different religions a high respect for God, and that's among most Caucasus peoples. Yeah, mm-hmm. you yeah know? that's true. Um, huh. So, yeah, I think this is always something that is interesting for me. So we're from America. In the West, it's all about the individual. Mm-hmm. It's all about like the individual making a choice. And yeah. like I think even what you guys were saying about we feel as the Armenian people, mm. like how the the people and the faith go together. Yeah, and I don't, we don't have that as much. Maybe we did back in the day in America, but definitely not today in America. It's all about the individual, mm-hmm. and so that's really in- interesting hearing from your perspective. I think our listeners that was probably really good for them to hear in in your for own sure. words in the Armenian's in their own words. words. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, and you know this uh, this deep feeling feeling uh, feeling of the f- of faith. I think that's the point uh, when people start searching God mm. more deeply, as you said. That you, of course, I, I know nominalism. On on the other hand, it's not so good because people they forget about uh, reading the Bible. Yeah, we're the, a cross, and that's yeah. All. We have a cross, like we are Christians. Yeah, we we think that um, there is a problem, mm-hmm. but. Um, in some ways, uh, I can see that that's nomino- nominalism. Nominalism. Yeah. Nominalism. Yeah. Uh, it is. It is the point to start searching and looking for something deep. Huh. So I could. I think it's pretty safe to say I can tell uh, Angelina and Christina. You guys seem to be. I, consider yourselves real strong believers. I mean, you're talking about this as if you have you practice your own faith. Because oh, you're talking about other people being nominal, so normally that's... <laughs> yeah, because I think that's a problem not of uh, er, just um, Armenia. It's a problem of Russian, what? and I heard from Americans that's a problem Definitely. of America. Um, yeah. That um, happens very, uh, I don't know... You, 
Chester. <laughs> Often. Often, Often yeah. yeah. Um, when a religion uh, becomes to a uh, tradition. Sure. So, yeah. But uh, we were nominal Christians too, but now we, yeah, we, we read Bible, we go to church. Okay. So now we see the difference between... Um, I can say like I'm Christian now, and when I said like hmm. two or three years ago, like uh, I, I, I'm I'm Christian, so there is a difference between yeah. this Christian and, and Christian three years ago. And this was just my question that I wanted to ask: What would, um, if you confronted or addressed someone's not another Armenian's nominalism, like you said, someone who just wears a cross, what kind mm-hmm. of response do you think you would get? I mean, in other words, if you were to encourage them toward some of the practices that you yourselves have just said you Mm -hmm. um, have come to, what kind of response do you think you would get? Uh, depends on person. It depends, but uh, most of the people w- would say like, "Oh, thank you. Yes. I, I I want to start reading the Bible." Yes, uh, and a lot of people was like, uh, "I just I wanted to read the Bible, uh-huh. but I can't like I can't start because I don't know yeah, where to difficult. start." Yeah, okay. that's difficult. Interesting. Yeah, interesting. But, but uh, they have uh, this. Desire inside. Yeah, yeah, because uh, every Armenian wears the cross, right, right. and also and necklace, many, yeah. many of guys. Um, maybe it's bad, but they have uh, like a tattoo, a tattoo of cross on his yeah. body. Oh, yeah, oh. so yeah. Okay, thank you for answering. That's really interesting. We uh, have ho- plans to actually do a whole uh, series on religion in the North Caucasus. Yeah, um, oh, and I think so it's cool. going to be. Uh, Colorful and fascinating. Well, yeah. I mean, you can tell just from this conversation, so much history and so much of that spectrum. Uh, I would be, if I was a nominal Armenian Christian, I would be afraid to meet you guys. (laughs) (laughs) But that's the American speaking. You can see where my question's coming from. It's true because like in the U.S., if someone confronts you about your religion, it's like one of the most socially unacceptable taboo subject. It's so private and so personal that for someone else... Not for else, everybody, but for many people. For many yeah. people, yeah. it's true, unless they were you know, a very close friend. And so that's why it's really yeah. interesting to me to hear that you would say with your own people, if you did, you know, were to encourage them in a more religious direction, you think you would get basically a positive response. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I think, yeah. And that, uh, again, shows a little about the Caucasus. That's something I really enjoy about the Caucasus is religion is not a taboo topic. Yeah, it's like, not. You, it's can, not, you can it's talk not. about it pretty much with anybody. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. All of our listeners have turned it off by now. They're, to this They're like, I can't stand this. I can't handle it. No, I'm just kidding. It's really like healthy conversation, you know, right. to be able to like sit across the table from people and talk yeah. about this, you know. Yes. Yeah, that's true. We just share with our Muslim friends uh, like some stories around the Bible and they do the same. Yes. Yeah, sure. That's so awesome. And wow. that's interesting for us to listen to the others because um, the main point of our faith, it is love. Yeah. So we we need to love each other. That's the way we can change the world. Oh, man. So, wow. so say it again in Preach Armenian. It, How did you say I love you in Armenian? It sounded like something kissing. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. Kiss. Kiss. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Kiss. That's awesome. Right. Yeah. Uh, one last point, and then we'll wrap up here. Okay. So you mentioned the Apostle Thomas brought uh, Christianity yeah. to Armenia. I've also heard that, and then Bartholomew as well. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I've heard that the Apostle Andrew was a part of the uh, Christianity coming to Georgia. Yes. yes. And I've also actually heard that some apostles even were, went to Derbent in Dagestan. Yeah. 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 So if you just think about that, listeners, how close is the Caucasus to the Middle East, like just geographically? Like we're we're right in the center of the world here almost. Like mm-hmm. it's just right a little north. Mm-hmm. And I think that even helps probably people get a better picture in their mind, kind of where we are, where Yeah. And by the way, you said about a Kabardine guy. Yeah, yeah, but Kabardinian people, they were Christians too, and they knew about it, and they know uh, right now, because there is like, there are Muslim Kabardinian, and uh, there are Christian Kabardinian. Mm -hmm. And uh, in Derbent, there are many ancient churches. Yeah, Yeah. many. Because uh, almost all Caucasus uh, was Christian, and uh, they became Muslim. Muslim after uh, Turkish, uh, I don't know how to say, Osmanskan Turkish, Imperia. Oh, 
Turkish influence. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, and the they empire. they yeah. they know about that. They yeah. know that that their um, how to say that ancestors. Yeah, they were Christians. Wow. Yeah. it is a fa- it's a fascinating kind of deep history piece. Yes, that is uh, not well known. Man, was this like the first time on this podcast we've like discussed religion thoroughly? Yeah, for, we've really gone into it. You guys really like broke the barrier there, <laughs> dove right in. It's good, the Armenian. Good job. Yeah, because the Armenian. Armenian. <laughs> All right, so now we know. All right, well, girls, let's wrap up with this final question. We ask all our guests this question. If there's one thing you could tell the world about the North Caucasus, what would you say? I would say that we are very friendly people and yeah. we cook very tasty and very yes. delicious. I think uh, Caucasus food is the most delicious food you can ever have. Awesome. Yeah. So if some of our listeners come to visit, will you, Angelina, personally prepare them some dolma? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> will you, Angelina, sure. personally prepare me some dolma? Yeah, yeah, we can. We can. We can. And I will, I will try to prepare. Uh, I remember I, um, it came to my mind. Oh. One, um, like, uh, it calls hapama in, in Armenian. Uh, it is rice inside the pumpkin with honey oh, and butter. It's so tasty. Yes, it's so tasty. I've never cooked this before, but I want to try. Yes. And you know. <laughs> try on you. Yeah, yeah, and, <laughs> Bring it on. My yeah. wife tries all sorts of stuff on me. So it's so tasty. Uh, uh, and we bake it. So we yeah. bake pumpkin rice with the honey. Mm. My oh, wife is so loves cool. cooking with pumpkin. It's one of her favorite things to cook with, but she doesn't have a honey rice stuff to think. I wish our listeners could see Angelina's face as she talks yeah. about food. <laughs> it literally glows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's All awesome. Right, how about what about you? you, Christina? What would you tell the world about the North Caucasus? That is um, beautiful land with beautiful people, very hospital. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know, just come here. Come and see. Yeah. yeah. Come have, and see and taste. Yeah, beautiful yeah, mountains, awesome food. Yeah, Great. you like it. That's awesome. Well, thank you girls uh, for joining our podcast. I think, I think our listeners are going to really enjoy that. For so many people, like everybody knows that word Armenia. But I think, you, but probably after that word, there's kind of a blank for many of them. Yeah. So I think you really helped people understand better your people's history yeah. and culture and dance and food and religion and everything By the else. way, we never said about Ararat. Oh, yeah. that's probably the do, most do famous you, thing. Do you remember about Noah? This is where Noah's Ark landed, yeah, right? Yes. So, yeah, there is an Armenia. <laughs> Armenian land, this Ararat, is, is big, our mountain. Big mountain, right? Yes. In Armenia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how, we just talked a really long time and didn't get to Noah's Ark in Armenia. Yeah. <laughs> but now we know. It's final resting place. Awesome. Well, Angelina and Christina, good luck with your finishing up your uh, university you so work. Much. Working hard on their, their diploma right now. Yeah. Uh, diploma work. And um, maybe one day we'll have you. Maybe we will record an episode in an Armenian kitchen with Ooh. Angelina and Christina yeah. cooking yeah. dalma for us. Now it's full. <laughs> Awesome. Thank you. Thank Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you again, Angelina and Christina. Um, Man, they were fireballs. I love it. They sure are. I mean, yeah. It's one thing that you, uh, I found here is none of the women who we interview are uh, shy about just, yeah, speaking their mind. It's really awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So good stuff. And obviously because we interviewed the Armenians, um, we're going to be, uh, the, the phone lines are going to be lighting up from the Georgians and the Azerbaijanis, uh, waiting, getting in line for South Caucasus. Hey, Um, it's all fair. Yeah. So listeners, we hope you have a fantastic new year. Snovom godom. Snovom godom, as they say in Russian. Happy New Year's. And um, we look forward to seeing you, maybe meeting you, definitely hearing from you in 2019. We're going to send you into the new year. Launch. From the, from the Akhmat Grozny soccer match. It could not have been scripted any better than this. <laughs> 
Roll that beautiful bean footage, baby. Akmat Grosny just finished the season with a goal in extra time, won the match 2-0. Let's gink a song in celebration. That was awesome. This is fitting. Uh, it's December 2018. Caucus Talk signing off for the year. Good night. Roll that beauty. <laughs> Roll that beautiful bean footage, baby. What does that even mean? Hey, that's a classic commercial. Bean footage? Yes. I'll send no you idea. the link. Okay. <laughs> it was a bean commercial that a dog would always say that line. <laughs> uh, okay. I'll take a word for it. <laughs> and cut. <laughs>